0: Hey, everybody. David Chudick here, Certified Financial Planner and Financial Advisor with Parallel Financial. Before we get started in this episode, make sure to check out our new and updated website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com. And don't forget to email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com with any financial issues that are keeping you up at night. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. <laughs> This is the weekly wealth podcast with certified financial planner, David Chuddick, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family and your business. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. My name is David Chudick, and I am a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. And what that means is I help my clients to make the right financial decisions for them for the reasons that are important to them. And today, I'm just super excited to talk to someone who helped my family make a very wise financial decision lately, and we're going to talk all about that and how it affects my family, how it affects some college costs, how it affects uh, some experience for our 18-year-old college freshman. So uh, we have Clifton Montgomery on with us today. So hey, Clifton, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, doing good, good. I'm. I hope everyone else is doing well, uh, especially uh, in this time. It's crazy where we live in. Hoping everyone's staying safe, and let's keep it moving. <laughs> yeah,
0: man, it's been a crazy, crazy year or two in the last uh, last couple of years. So, so let's give a little bit of background to uh, to our listeners. I um I have a, a I actually live near Clemson. And um, Mm -hmm. but uh, my son is uh, he's a freshman at the University of South Carolina, and he's living in a 252 square foot dorm room. So we started thinking, you know what? I don't know if that's the best use of our funds um, Mm -hmm. to be paying his rent because we really want him to graduate rent free. So we started thinking about buying a place and um, it turns out he had a recommendation for a realtor to use. Um, and, and I guess you're in his, uh, his business fraternity. Is that, uh, is that how Correct. he had the connection to you? And what, what's the name of that Correct.
1: fraternity? God, beta. There you go. Yeah.
0: So, so, so Evan says, Hey, you know, uh, we have a, I have a realtor buddy and, um, you know, he wants to start showing us some houses to look at. So, um, so then we started thinking maybe we can buy a house and uh, and, and offset some of his uh, college costs. So so take me to the process, man. I mean we we have a kid. We're thinking about buying a house and uh, needs to have a couple of bedrooms that we could rent out. So talk talk us through like what we did and how you helped us because this was really almost a life changing thing and just the highlight of my year. It really was. And as a father to be able to provide that is just pretty cool stuff. <laughs>
1: Well, of course, first, I just wanted to say again, thank you for allowing me to represent you all in this process and this life changing moment. Um, I, when I was talking to Evan at first, like, hey, you know, you do real estate. it was telling me all about you. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, you know, let's kind of just see what your, your needs are versus your wants. And, you know, let's just have a conversation that way. Uh, you know, you, Ms. Jill, and then Evan, everyone's on the same page because, of course, communication is key when you're dealing with something. Of, of this nature. Um, so I usually just try to get it's my dog in the background. <laughs> That's your assistant, right? That your assistant showed
0: us houses the first day. I right, remember.
1: Right. <laughs> but it, you know, it's all about getting, you know, those wants and needs and kind of just seeing what is going to work for you. Cause again, I don't like forcing things on people as far as a house or land or anything of that nature, because at the end of the day, you're going to be staying in it and you're going to be owning. it. Um, so, of course, first finding, you know, wh- wh- what your needs are versus <laughs> what you can actually afford. And just, just kind of just trying to get um, an overall understanding of what your budget is and of what you feel comfortable with paying. Um, and, of course, we came across the conversation, OK, do we want three bedrooms, two bedrooms? Do we need an extra bathroom? Of course, things like this is always going to change the price and, of course, the location of the property. I think we found a a very uh, good location um, being on Super Street um, real close to the campus. And I think that's a big plus, especially when it comes to actually finding tenants after, you know, Evan graduates or what the case may be. Um, So, you know, of course, once we really find out what we want in the property, um, you're on the financial side. So you understand the pre-approval process and getting all those finances in line. Uh, so pretty much once you get that pre-approval letter, then we're out looking at houses, you know, trying to figure out which one is going to work best for the situation. Um, this situation being college, kid, college kids uh, looking to rent and we're actually looking to own um, versus, you know, just staying in a regular old apartment complex paying way too much
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and
1: actually throwing your money away. Uh, yeah. So once we find that property that, you know, we we had our eyes on, Move forward with it. Put in a good offer. You know, <laughs> negotiate back and forth. Sometimes that can go in either direction, depending it can, on. Can it can absolutely? <laughs> yeah. Depending on a lot of things. You know, one of those things I like to try to figure out is you know what, what is the mortgage payoff uh, because you know that is a big factor um, when when it comes to negotiating these prices. You know, you do have some greedy people out there, so that they, they they may not even matter to them. They're just trying to get the highest and best offer possible. Um, I think we kind of dealt with that, that situation. You know, they didn't, too, didn't budge too much, um, but I feel like we just feel were able to get a good deal on, on your behalf. Um, and then once we got that thing under contract, it's time to get those inspections done. Um, and then of course, once you get those inspections done, figure out what the property needs done to it. If anything, of course, get those repairs done, or it may just even be a credit um, towards the closing that you can use towards repairs or anything that is needed for the house. And of course, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going
0: to say, so for those of you who don't know, we have listeners literally all over the world. I live two, two and a half hours from where this house is. So Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people think, you know, Hey, I watch HGTV and and the flipping shows, so I don't need a realtor. I mean, I can do all this (laughs) myself. I mean, I watch these shows on how to buy houses. right? Right. Well, Realtors are incredibly important, um, because I'm a big proponent of, you know, we all need professionals to help us because we don't know what we don't know. But a realtor like yourself is twice as important or 50 times more important when the house is two hours away, right? Because I couldn't meet an electrician. I mean, you know, we needed an electrical inspection. So, hey, I don't know who to call you handled it you got someone to come out there and, and they looked at it and they they made their diagnoses and and that's just ridiculously important in the home buying um in the home buying spectrum and in in that uh, in that process and also the negotiation i think there's always a tendency for a buyer to want to say, you know what, let's just offer half price. The worst they could do is say no, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess, but, um, you know, a good realtor, I guess is going to present every offer. I guess that's their job, but they're also going to say, you know what, that's really not an offer that's worth anybody's time. So let's be realistic. So we have a chance at getting, getting the property. And, you know, in our case, I feel like, you know, uh, we got, you know, a, a situation that was a win-win for, for both oh, yeah. parties. Oh, yeah. So, so in this situation, um instead of having to pay for 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 evan's rent which could be anywhere from 500 a month to literally probably more than a thousand dollars for some of them swanky downtown apartments that are nicer than my house um we wanted to kind of find a place where 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 he could live so talk to us a little bit about like how we titled this house and whose name is on the title um, and why we did that, what kind of economic benefits that was to, um, to title the the, the house in the way that we did.
1: Of course, of course, um, you know, you wanted Evan to be a part of this, this situation. Um, So I included his name on each one of the documents that are necessary to, you know, of course, move forward and record the property uh, to the county. Um, so that's, again, that's why we put his name on each one of those documents, but not only does it give him a sense of knowledge towards real estate and understanding how it works inside and out, but it also, um, it, it, it experienced about behind it. And, and like you said, um, I know y- y'all wanted to put it, you wanted Evan to act as the primary person that was going to be in the property as far as the resident, residents go resident go. Uh, and then, of course, you know, that, that saves you a lot of money on those taxes, rather than just being listed as like a, a secondary residence, which is six percent, if I'm not mistaken. So, so you that know, probably you just, saved
0: uh, us a couple thousand dollars a year by having it listed as a primary residence. Right. right.
1: right. Yeah. right. So that yeah. saved you a lot of money. Um, and it's, it's definitely a, a wise financial decision, because, like you said, you know, he could have been paying anywhere from five, six hundred all the way up to twelve hundred. You know, I talk to a lot of students that I go to college with and they're very well paying over a thousand every month, you know, each semester, you know, and that saving money in that aspect. And, you know, when he graduates, right, not has not have as much debt as the typical college student. So that's definitely a plus in that aspect. And um, you can always, as he graduates, either keep it as a rental or, you know, or sell it, you know, that property is gonna continue to gain value. Rather than an apartment, is just like you're just paying to stay there for the time being.
0: Um, a couple other tricks of the trade: um, many mortgage companies, not all, and and uh, you know, you definitely want to work with a good mortgage broker. If you choose, they can do sometimes five percent down if it's owner occupied. So in this case, um, where. Where the owner is um, is the college freshman, or he's part owner. It's an owner occupied house. We could have done mm-hmm. only five percent down if we needed to, which is not. I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not an incredible mm-hmm. amount of money. A non-owner occupied house, a lot of times, is twenty percent down, which um, you know can 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 add up. Now, of course, you have PMI and things like that, so definitely make sure that you know what you're doing and work with a good mortgage broker. And your realtor can certainly provide some. Some guidance there as well, but there's a lot of different ways to pay for pay for homes. You you could pay entirely in cash. You could borrow almost all of the money, uh, or you could put bigger down payments down. And there's positives and negatives to each situation. Um, Do you have any any feelings on putting bigger down payments down or or smaller down payments? Uh, I I know I do, and maybe we could have a good healthy debate. Let's see let's see what your feelings are
1: there. Okay, so I'm gonna touch on this situation. Um, I had a client. Um, they are very well off, let's say the least. <laughs> very well off. The property is definitely well worth over half a million dollars. And um, he was going to put down a good, good amount of cash. He could have put, he could have bought the whole thing in cash, right? Um, but he decided to put, just for this conversation's sake, 250 down in cash, right? Um, now that... Being his situation, being his financial situation, that didn't really take a big hit in his uh you know finances. But if it were me in that situation, I probably wouldn't have put that much down because you know you could put that money towards other investments, other properties. You just don't want to tie up too much of that money.
0: See, I like it. You. you and
1: I think in the yeah. same
0: way. <laughs> now, if this was in 1985 where the interest rate might have been 13. percent We'd be having a different conversation, oh, yeah. but with interest oh, rates being at three historically low, historically low. I mean, it it, it in, a case, again, but, oh, yeah. um, in a lot of cases, and again, everybody's situation is different. But in a lot of cases, not putting a huge down payment on your house allows you to arbitrage OPM, use other people's oh, money, yeah. and then oh, kind yeah. of still keep keep your the remaining monies invested in some other vehicle. So, so oh, yeah. we're definitely thinking oh, yeah. uh, thinking on the same boat yeah. there.
1: Want to have multiple sources of income, most definitely, and I think Absolutely. a lot of people preach it, but actually going about it is a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So another benefit is, um, well, we have we just happen to have high school tw- uh, twins that are high school uh, freshmen as well. So mm-hmm. right about when Evans graduating, they'll they'll be, um, and if they end up at University of South Carolina, they, they they may have that house to live in as well. But if they don't. You know, we can keep renting that house and actually rent out another bedroom and have some positive cash flow. Or, you know, uh, in all likelihood the house increases in value a little bit every year. Uh, mm-hmm. the mortgage gets paid down. So you sell it and you walk away with, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40000 from right. the uh from the attorney's office. So that's a huge swing going from paying five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month of rent to mm-hmm probably having little to no monthly expense and being able to walk away with a pretty big chunk Correct. of money at closing when, when you do
1: sell it. So. Correct. I was going to say like this particular property, of course, it's three bedrooms, one bath. Um, of course it's not the perfect situation for a family because, you know, especially if they have kids, it's at least four or maybe even five people in the house. One, ba- one bathroom is definitely not going to be the best situation for that family for colleges is perfect because people already share bathrooms and even bedrooms and dorms.
0: This is not a mansion by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a cool little house. And it's to me a cool place for, uh, for, for three boys to live. And um, we already, uh, my wife and I, we, we already made friends with the neighbors and told them to keep, keep an eye out, uh, make, sure, uh, <laughs> make sure there's nothing, nothing crazy happening. Right. So now nothing is ever a hundred percent positive and nothing is without risk. So, mm-hmm. so in this situation, let's, you and I talk about a little, some of the risks that, um, Evan as part owner and, and, and Jill and I, my wife and I, as also part owners might have with regard to this situation. So what would you see as some of the risks that, um, that we have in this situation?
1: Okay. First, first things first, of course. We got college kids, so things do happen. So it may be some, of course, repairs that are. Wait needed. a minute,
0: are you what, <laughs> my little angel?
1: <laughs> it's college kids, man. You know it, anything goes with you know some of them. So of course, repair. But that's kind of the the risk with any investment property. You know, repairs, H V A C going out. Um, different things like that, the roof, it it could be anything that pops up in the future. But Um, I did have a good realtor that got us a home warranty. There you go. There you go. So So, so,
0: some of those major, you know, uh, (laughs) HVAC type type deals, we Mm -hmm. do kind of have covered.
1: So uh, we appreciate that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But another big thing is maybe not even finding a tenant to, you know, be in those other rooms. And that's going to be money out of your pocket to, you know, cover that that profit that it could have been made but it's not made because you don't have the tenant in that yeah because uh, to be clear room. you know
0: the bank still wants us to make a payment every month oh yeah the oh, bank yeah. doesn't care if we have tenants or not helping right. us pay the mortgage so right. we can't call the bank and say look you know uh, we can't find a tenant can we not pay the mortgage they still and want. Like, yeah that's
1: payment. fine that's fine just just wait a couple months you know, they're not, they're yeah not, they're not gonna be yeah. like that
0: <laughs> now, in this case you know the mortgage you know for us to float the mortgage you know you know for a few months we we don't want to handle but we can handle so that's that's not mm-hmm. not a huge risk but still somewhat of a risk another risk and this is a little bit in in my wheelhouse is, um, Uh is, is liability is, you know, like you said, not my kid, but some college kids do stupid things. Mm -hmm. Um, and even, even, you know, under normal situation, I mean, if, if, if you leave your stove on the house burns down, well, you have homeowners insurance to cover that, Mm -hmm. but let's say it causes three or four houses in the neighborhood to also burn. Mm -hmm. Well, you better make sure that you have the right amount of liability coverage to take care of things like that, or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, college kids consuming a liquid or two, if that ever would happen, and somebody trips falls down the stairs, or, you know, that does one of those, hey, hold my beer, watch this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the <laughs> homeowner is going to typically have some liability in a situation like that. Yes, so that, the liability yeah. is, is definitely a huge uh, huge consideration um and, and and in his case he has a really really good office handling his insurance and that would be uh, that would be our office so uh oh, yeah. you know we're, we're making sure <laughs> that that uh, that there's a lot of liability but most of that burden would fall on the property owner uh, or the primary resident the primary resident is an 18 year old college kid who doesn't have any money mm-hmm. so if he ever right. got sued for a million dollars he doesn't have a million dollars he probably has 50 Correct. bucks in his bank account so um <laughs> We're, we're, we're definitely um you know definitely mitigating some um, some, oh, yeah. some losses uh some losses or potential potential losses there oh,
1: yeah. and another thing when it comes to someone living in a unit and owning the other units as well it's always good to kind of separate that for those people to basically not know that you own it because you may be in a situation they may be good friends maybe you know some students you go to school with be like hey look man uh, things are a little hard right now, you know, I'll be able to pay your the rent in the next three months or something like that. You don't want to be in a situation like that. So it's always good to separate. Um, you you know you own it, so everyone doesn't have to know that and just either have it go through a property managed, management company or just have, you know, someone else be the person, that landlord, quote unquote, um, that they pay rent to.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's a great idea. I think that's why a lot of people don't want to get into the rental property mm-hmm. business is because of some of the headaches, and then also maybe if you are a little bit soft-hearted, and I, and I think we should all be generous in life, but you can't give away right. unlimited free rent, or else um, it, it becomes a it, it becomes a non-profit a burden. Uh, burden. Well, this has been really really interesting. Tell me about some of the, you know, do, do you specialize in any type of real estate or any type of person? Like who's, who's the client that you are just, you know, and, and also tell me your um, the abbreviation that you use uh, for, for, <laughs> to, for your social media tags um, and how people can find you, but, but who's, who's like the kind of a client that you can just help the best that you're just uniquely suited to help.
1: And. A lot of people have that niche. A lot of people have that one client that is perfect for them. But I'm going to go with a different answer. Uh, I feel like if, if all your finances is in, is in order, whether you're a veteran, a regular person, whether you're just a just regular old Joe on the street, uh, that doesn't really matter to me. My, my whole purpose behind getting into real estate is to help the person find the best option for them. Um, so I don't really have the best type of client to help because I am I have open arms. I'm always looking to uh, reach out, even if it's just a simple conversation about real estate, I'm always looking to have those and each one teach one is what I live by. But as far as a particular client that I'm just excited to help, I, I don't have any because I wanna help every single person I possibly can. Now, re- realistically speaking, a lot of people are not ready. To purchase a property, um, you know it may be something with their credit score, maybe something with not having not enough money saved up. Um, but of course, time is key. You know you got to do do certain things um, to be in the positions that you want to be to move forward on a property or some land or an investment. So I'm always looking to help each and anyone, any any person that that that's looking to get in real estate. I'm more than happy to help you. Um, my handles on social media is Clifton, your favorite agent on Instagram, uh, Clifton in Montgomery on Facebook. Um, that's really my two main outlets as far as uh, 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 promoting my business. But of course, uh, my business line is 803-968-4340 for any you know questions or concerns, or you need immediate answers. Um, my day doesn't stop at eight o'clock or nine o'clock. If you, if I'm up at one or two o'clock in the morning, just shoot me a text. And I definitely, I get on it if I'm not tired or if I'm not, if I'm not asleep.
0: <laughs> you, you know, that's what, one of the misconceptions with the realtors of the world is that, you know, you make $20,000 a week by putting out a right. sign on somebody's, you know, on somebody's lawn. I know a lot of realtors and and I know you, and we would text you or call you at eight, nine, 10 o'clock realtors never stop working. So, mm-hmm. and um you know like anything else you know there's a potential to make a lot of money there's also potential to not make any money but realtors are hard working people and it's such an important role that you play oh, yeah. because you're dealing with even a small rental house costs kind of a lot of money i mean it's a big chunk oh, yeah. of 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 assets and then you know if you get into the millions and millions of dollars of houses you know, having a realtor to represent you and advise you and help you is just incredibly,
1: incredibly mm-hmm. important. It's like another language. And of course, mm-hmm. you probably learned that, you know, going down the financial route, you went down a lot of things, you know, a lot of things you understand, are not going to click e- is easy with me, or it's going to take some time to, you know, develop that uh, literacy for that particular aspect of you know of the world just like real estate you know when i first got into it it was like a different language trying to understand it but i know you know the bigger picture is okay i do what i have to do learn what i have to learn that way i can help those who are in the same position as i was with little to no understanding of real estate
0: yep yep and home ownership is a primary way to generate wealth Mm -hmm. um so if it can be done you know, it's almost always a really good idea to own your home if you can. Now, of course, with home ownership, there are some risks. I mean, you're now responsible for repairs, whereas if you're renting, you know, your your landlord would pay for repairs, but typically building equity. And especially, especially with mortgage rates still being at historic lows. And even as the Fed begins to uh um, raise rates, we're still mm-hmm. going to be at what are are considered historically. Historically low interest rates for for another few years. I remember oh, we yeah. we refinanced our home a few years ago, and I think it was at five percent, and we thought that was the greatest thing ever. Right you know, and now we're <laughs> at three, which is right. a, a tremendous. Tremendous difference and crazy. And guess what? That's going to be 3% for 30 years unless we pay it off early. So, you know, in 30 years, maybe CDs are paying 12% like they were in the 80s. Well, we're still Mm -hmm. only only being charged 3%. So I just think that is a huge, huge deal. Well, I wanted to put you on the spot and ask you the same question that I finish off every episode with a guest (laughs) with, because we are the weekly wealth podcast and we talk Mm -hmm. about wealth. And, and in my practice, I mean, of course we, you know, if it's appropriate, we'll recommend that someone own rental real estate, we'll recommend different types of investments. But um, to me, it's, it's even more than that. So I'd like to know Clifton Montgomery, what is your definition of true wealth? your personal definition of true wealth,
1: (laughs) true wealth, true wealth is definitely being able to wake up. Right. And time is a big thing. People, you know, they're so focused on the dollar value. They're so focused on, I got to be rich. I got to be this. I got to be doing time is the biggest thing. So to be able to wake up and do anything with my time, I can go on trips, I can spend time with family, I can do whatever with no worries about my finances. I, I think that's true wealth. Um, to be able to look out, drive past a building or a few buildings are downtown and say, hey, look, not not to be boast for anything, but you know, just knowing that you own that and knowing that it produces so much amount of income that people don't even make in a year, you know, that's that's wealth to me. And I, I, again, I, I can a hundred percent stand on, you know, real estate is definitely one, one of the one, or if not the best outlet to, you know, get started on that journey. Um, so definitely time, owning real estate and just, just living your life with no worries, uh, financial worries, yep. <laughs> if you will. And, yep. and that's my answer.
0: You know, to me, money,
1: and assets are a tool
0: tool to help Mm -hmm. you live a better life and and to reduce worries in in a lot of uh, a lot of cases. So, Mm -hmm. so I appreciate that. And, and, and one other thing I want, I want to let you know, I always appreciate seeing your social media posts and I don't know if they always, but everyone I've ever seen when it had some success, it always says glory be to God. Um, When, when you've sold a house or you've gotten a listing and I just, Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate your faith and and that um you are you are giving glory to uh to where
1: it's deserved. Oh yeah. Oh yeah because you know none of this is this stuff been here before I was born before I was even thought <laughs> of so to you know to have the ability to change my life I, I that's not all me. I that's being selfish of me to take take the credit. I got a brain for forge. <laughs> but taking the credit for all of these wonderful things that you know came upon my life is that's a selfish thing to do. Um, you know, that's not how I was raised. Um, so, my mother always told me, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. Always give him the glory. Um, so, anytime anything positive happens in my life, or anything that's life changing, I always got to show him, you know, his praise. Give him his praise, you know, uh, because there's a point of time where I wasn't selling houses, or you know, you no, know, not having as much success with the clients. So, it definitely came a long way, and you know, he my Lord is definitely a, a big reason and a big part of my life. Um, so, I, again, I, I just give all the glory to him. <laughs> okay.
0: Nope. I love it. I love it. So, so, so we can get you a few more glory to God posts. Give us your phone number one more time. And and also are you licensed <laughs> in South Carolina only? Um, or are there other states where you could help clients?
1: So, um, of course, the number is 803-968-4340, the business line. Um, but I am licensed in South Carolina. We're working on while well, I'm working on a North Carolina uh, license and maybe Georgia. But that's you know for for the next year coming. I'm um, um, also um, my new firm. where we, they do have a commercial division. And I, I talked to a few business owners, and you know, just you know, making an outreach outreach in that uh, aspect for those who are trying to expand their business, but don't have that that space that they've been looking for. I, I am now able to help those people in need as far as the commercial side. Um, so it's really any any uh, aspect of real estate, whether that's land, residential, agricultural, commercial, all of the above. Um, I'm just real excited for this up and coming year. It's going to be a great year. Perfect.
0: Well, Clifton Montgomery, I appreciate uh, your expertise. I appreciate your time. And I appreciate what you did for, for, for me and my family, helping us out on our financial and college journey. Um, anybody uh, who's interested, uh, look Clifton up on, on, on social media. Um, check out some of his Instagram videos because <laughs> they are cooler than mine. I'll tell you that right now. Also, but that's yeah. because I think I'm a little bit older than the old uh, thing here. But, um, but yeah, we appreciate, uh, we appreciate your time. And until next week, we wished everybody a blessed time.